Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt and this is Cutting Through the Matrix on January the 20th, 2012. For newcomers, I always start off by advising you to go into cuttingthroughthematrix.com in order to find out how this big system that overlays the world and presently is running it, run it for a long time actually, got into existence and uh, the treaties that they signed country to country, an old plan, a plan that really came out in the 1800s in fact, at least one part of the plan came out because the same characters down through the ages have been doing this for an awful long time. But we start off really with the foundation of the Milner Group, the Cecil Rhodes Society, and then it, it blends into what they call the Royal Institute for International Affairs, Council on Foreign Relations. And today those, uh, or that's organizations across the whole planet with its uh, sister organizations called the Council on Foreign Relations uh, in India, everywhere, Canada, they have them in Australia, New Zealand. The Canadian one changed its name recently because too many folk were talking about it. But uh, regardless, these organizations are the ones that really give you all your media, all your news. They set policy through all their multiple think tanks for every government in the planet. And, of course, they also initially set up the United Nations a long time ago to bring in this world order that they talk about all the time. So what I do is chronicle the events and give you some of the past history along the way of how they did it up till now, where they're going with it, and give you links to their own sites, their own uh, documentation, basically telling you where they're taking the world. And they cover every aspect of life, including um, how many children they want in the future, how many, much of a population they want by the year 2050 or 60, and that kind of thing. So we're really micro-controlled uh, throughout society. They run the music business, the entertainment business. Everything is run because your culture is all given to you by the same people, as they alter it all the time, too, to suit their own needs. And, of course, the people down below just lap it up and, like monkey see, monkey do, we copy everything we see on television. So, uh, going to the, the website, cuttingthroughthematrix.com. Number two, you can help me keep going by buying the books and discs at cuttingthroughthematrix.com. And from the U.S. to Canada, you can uh, use a personal check, an international postal money order, or some people say in cash, or you can use PayPal across the world, Western Union, MoneyGram, and again, PayPal. And donations are awfully, awfully welcome. But as I say, uh, there's just too few, too few um, uh, radio stations that are up against this massive giant. And really, the U.S. is almost the last country uh, to at least have the ability to have uh, independent um, shows and independent radio stations and even they're going to get hammered too under all the new laws back with more after this break
Hi folks, I am Alan Watt and we're back cutting through the matrix. I've talked for years on and off about uh, the psychiatric industry. Uh, I've talked too about the effects of inoculations, vaccines, etc. I've tied that in with eugenics a long time ago. That's really taken off. It's across the, the board and lots of folk are repeating the same stuff. And uh, people are really looking at it in, in more detail than they've ever looked before. Because, you see, the eugenicists talked about using the needle, as you say. They called it the needle to bring in the right kind of population which they desired as far back as the 30s, 40s, into the 50s. Now came the polio vaccine with all its live uh, simian viruses at the time, hundreds of them which they knew were in them, some of them just caused, caused cancer, like the simian 40, uh, the SV40 virus, and they knew that too at the time. So it tied in with bringing the populations down. Everybody's, everybody really is coming down with cancer these days. They're very young too. Uh, lots of cancers out there, different kinds. Brand new ones, they don't even have names for the, the type of growth that they get on kidneys, etc. They just expand, and within, within a two or three days, the things the size of watermelon. Never happened before. But they've got better inoculations now, more of them, you see. So they've definitely been working hard in the biowarfare industry. The, the, now, the effects of them, too, we've seen with autism, skyrocketing. And you can actually follow the charts of inoculations. And the, the earlier they get them and the more they give the young children, the more autism there is. I mean, it would take a moron not to see it, studying the charts and the, and the distribution, too, and the age groups that they're going for, because they're completely the same uh, if you did two charts. Now, what they're doing now is because there's so much an outcry against autism and, and children dying, too, uh, that they're trying to re-diagnose, redefine what autism is, you see. And uh, it says, an expert panel appointed by the American Psychiatric Association is working on the new definition, which would be included in the fifth edition of its Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of Mental Disorders. It's a very, very scientific book, this, you know, the nervous foot disorder, stuff like that. And, uh, and rubbish like that, I should say, really, that's what I'm trying to say for the harder thinking. But uh, they put these th- things in. The more disorders, the better, because they feel really important, the more things they can classify. As, you know, professionally, it needs professional diagnosis, you understand. I mean, most of, this, most of the whole mental disorder side of things in psychiatry is bogus. Lots of fancy terms, and all it's really, they're really doing is, is describing the signs and symptoms of, of a few illnesses, basically. And, it's, and, and again, to go into the history of the mental health service, or, or, and you'll find they were tied in completely. They're an offshoot of the eugenics society. It's a long history, but completely tied in with it. Anyway, it says, um, so they, anyway, they met at Kopavagar in Iceland on January 19th. It says, the study results presented a meeting of the Icelandic Medical Association are pre- preliminary, but indicate at least 1 million U.S. children and adults have a diagnosis of autism or a related or disorder. Now they've got, you know, I've got people that are going out with school teachers, and the teachers are diagnosing the adults now as attention deficit. Oh, that's in the book, your attention deficit. Probably because you're not listening to, you know. But who listens to teachers anyway? But the thing is, you see, that's, that's how it's got through society, through, again, the teaching profession. And I've, I've gone through these books for diagnosing hyperactive children and so on. They're using in schools. And I can't think of anyone, including myself, that wouldn't have been on pills. Uh, at a very early age, would all fit into the same categories, you see. But again, that goes under big pharma coming in to create the, the dope society. 
And uh, there's no doubt about it too. The medications that they put these children on, the methamphetamines, etc., they actually shrink the brain. And they know that too. But so what? You know, you got a passive public, not too bright. So anyway, what they're doing here is um, it says people with Asperger's or pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified, have some of the same social struggles as those with autism, but do not meet the definition of the full-blown autism, the experts said. And I've said that for ages. All these new categories are really just offshoots or just degrees of autism. The new definition would consolidate all three diagnoses under one category, autism spectrum disorder. Sounds even better. You go, oh, you've got autism spectrum disorder. Eliminating Asperger's syndrome and pervasive developmental disorder, not otherwise specified from the manual. In other words, they're taking categories or degrees of autism out of it uh, and they bring the numbers down. It'll look much better. Oh, autism's suddenly gone down again since we changed that to d- diagnosis, you know, <laughs> just like that. Uh, but uh, it says, under the current definition, a person can qualify for diagnosis by exhibiting six or more of 12 behaviors. With the new definition, one would have to exhibit three deficits in social interaction and communication and at least two repetitive behaviors, much narrower criteria, the expert said. Parents and those who care for those with the disorder are concerned that treatment and services might be cut off or restricted under the proposed definition. Well, that's part of the purpose of it. Another purpose is to bring down the numbers. This is how we do things, you know, from the top. Uh, you know, we just don't catch on. We think it's only on TV we see the nasty guys uh, scheming and plotting. No, no, no. You know, that's how it really is at the top, in every sphere. This article here is baby dies after nine vaccines in one day. And I think, I think this, this baby was only nine weeks old when they were given all these injections. Nine vaccine, nine of them in one day. And apart from not giving them at all, they shouldn't give children these things at all so young, regardless. And, and personally, I wouldn't have them get any of them. But um, that's my own opinion. Uh, the, the thing is, uh, it's, they've, they've known it caused so many, many problems. And the younger the child they go to, the worse it is. And when the child, too, already is showing signs of something else wrong, uh, but like, like a bronchial problems or something, you just don't give it to them. But, but no, everybody must get them now, or, or the staff feel, you know, they're being told, inject everybody, inject them all, you know. Then a flash, she was masked with sadness for Belgium parents, Raphael, uh, Sir Jacobs, and Beatrice Dupont, as their nine-week-old daughter, Stacey Sir Jacobs, lost her fight for life. Stacey died just one week after her first vaccinations and left her twin sister, Leslie, behind. Devastated by their loss, the parents are convinced that vaccines and hospital failures were the cause of their beautiful daughter's death. Stacey and Leslie were born one month premature by a cesarean section and spent the next four days in an incubator. Stacey needed resuscitation at birth. Following medical advice, parents uh, decided to have the twins vaccinated. See, everybody believes the people in white coats. Oh, it's perfectly harmless, you know. Stacey was slightly unwell with a cold on the day of her vaccinations, but doctors assured her parents that it was safe to give her the vaccinations. And this sounds like the Canadian Medical Service here. (laughs) That's how they are here. Uh, the, tw- the twins received uh, Prevener, a vaccine against meningitis and pneumonia, Infanrix Hexa, a six-in-one vaccination for diphtheria, tetanus, polio, pertussis, hepatitis B, and haemophilus type B. And finally, the Rotorix, a preventative vaccine for gastroenteritis. Uh, it says, this means that these tiny vulnerable babies received a staggering nine vaccines in one day, vaccines that may have caused them, uh, one of them to die. 
week after vaccination, Stacey would come in well with a fever of almost 40 degrees centigrade. Her parents decided to administer Perdolin to lower the fever. As her daughter was still very poorly, they called the hospital who advised them to bring their daughter in. The medical staff diagnosed Stacey with a slight chest infection. That's all it was. A slight chest infection. You're, you're, here's, here's your temperature. You could boil eggs on. And, and, and it says, slight chest infection. Uh, it says, and, and an infection in her blood, you know. Isn't that amazing? And told the parents not to worry. <laughs> Septicemia. Uh, as this was not serious. It must have been Canada. Stasis was then given medication and put... No, it wasn't, but it's very like Canada. See, we're all global now. We've got the same miserable health services. Stasis was then given medication, put on a drip feed, and kept in for observation. And... Um, uh, it just shows you she died regardless, you know. Heartbeat at 200 to 230 beats per minute. Oh, that's, that's quite normal. Oh, yeah. And the pediatrician told the parents that she was fine. Do you understand, under the United Nations Treaty through the World Health Organization, every country who signed it is to come down to the minimal health care necessary. That's what it says in the Charter. Minimal health care will be provided to all. That, that means doctors with minimum grey matter in their brains as well. But they wouldn't hire anywhere else. We've all got them now. We all have them. So, anyway, this child uh, died, and uh, this is another casualty, one of the many casualties that get written off for the greater good, you know. That's what they tell you. Well, you see, the, the, the few who die, etc., well, it's, you're going to understand some will die, but it's for the greater good. Yep, that's the communist slogan, isn't it? Then we go on to uh, this one here. It's, it's with children in Scotland. Scotland is, is pretty well communist now. And uh, under Mr. Salmond, they call him a very suspicious name to me, Sal- Salmond. It wasn't the most common name in Scotland when I was there. Anyway, uh, it, it says here, that children now get mental health uh, observation or indicators they call uh, for their whole life. Sent as a child. All, all children. Presentations from the launch of a set of national mental health indicators for children and young people in Scotland. It says uh, they launched the event on the 25th of November 2011. The indicators provided for the first time a way to assess and monitor the mental health of Scotland's children and young people over time. They will inform the development of the first national mental health, first national mental health profile for children and young people aged from pre-birth to 17. I guess they do pre-birth. I guess they do it mentally there. They probably have the psychics come in and rub their hands over the tummy, you know. Yeah, ah, you know. And, and do a diagnosis right there. The event at Glasgow's Royal Concert Hall featured the following, and they give you all the presentations, which is all PR, opens a conference and talks about the importance of mental health indicators and all the, the biggies who are going to profit off it, all the doctors and all the sirs and etc. etc. They've got shares in Big Pharma, no doubt. But uh, can you believe it? There you go. There's a whole country now where every child is going to be tested throughout their, their life, basically, for their mental health. And who decides what's right and wrong for mental health? You might argue, oh, and that's a disease you've got. You're, you've got, uh, inf- you know, in- inflexibility disorder of opinion, like the Soviets had. Back with more after this break.
Hi folks, I'm back and we're cutting through the matrix and uh, just going through an article from Scotland, National Health Service. This will come across the world because that's part of the big WHO, World Health Organization's agenda from the United Nations where every child uh, is going to be monitored and put on a register to measure their, their, their so-called mental health. And that includes, this is the way the Soviet went to, that includes uh, the fact if you don't like the particular type of government you've got or a policy that you have, uh, that's all noted down. As, and, of course, they'll rectify that. And then you put on medication, and they wouldn't care. You, you know, what's happening in government anymore? You'll be quite happy with whatever government they give you uh, because you'll be doped to the gills. And that's really how it is. We're really getting into this new world order. You understand, using technocracy, placing experts above politicians now, not that politicians are much good, but uh, uh, and they're all hand-chosen anyway before we see them, uh, the fact is, once you put the experts above, you're into technocracy. And under technocracy, the whole idea is a world run by experts to, to eventually do away with politicians and we're, we're post-democratic according to the Club of Rome. We're getting used to the whole idea and, uh, and now we're run by so-called experts, exactly what Lord Bertrand Russell said back in the 1930s and 40s. And he was at all the think tanks when they planned it all way back then. So we're here, folks. It's actually here. And uh, uh, no kidding, they're going to design, they want to design the, the perfect society in the meantime, uh, without just modifying us, that is, in the womb. But in the, in the meantime, they want to literally diagnose us all the time and, and have us doped with big pharma, you see. And that's the way it's going to be. That's the way it's going to be. And the people just accept it. Just accept it. Now... Anonymous, uh, the big hacking group, uh, they took down uh, some of government, uh, the music industry sites in the largest attack ever, of course. And it says uh, the hacktivists with the collective Anonymous are waging an attack on the website for the White House after successfully breaking the sites for the FBI, Department of Justice, Universal Music Group, RIAA, and Motion Picture Association of America. In response to today's federal raid on this file-sharing service mega-upload, Hackers with the online collective Anonymous have broken the websites for the FBI, uh, Department of Justice, Universal, blah, blah, blah. Uh, also, Warner Music Group is in there, too. It was in retaliation for mega-upload, as was a concurrent attack on justice.org, Anonymous operator Barrett Brown tells RT on Thursday afternoon. Only hours before the DOJ and Universal sites went down, news broke that mega-uploads, a massive file-sharing site with a reported 50 million daily users, was taken down by federal agents. Four people linked to mega-upload were arrested in New Zealand, and an international crackdown led agents to serving at least 20 search warrants across the globe. The latest of sites to fall is FBI.gov, which finally broke at around 7.40 EST Thursday evening. Less than an hour after the DOJ News Universal Sites came down, the websites for the RIAA, or Recording Industry Association of America, went offline as well. Shortly before 6 p.m. EST, the government's copyright.gov site went down as well. 30 minutes later came the site for BMI, or Broadcast Music Inc., the licensing organization that represents some of the biggest names in music. Also on Thursday, MPAA.org returned an error as anonymous hacktivists managed to bring down the website for the Motion Picture Association of America. The group, headed by former Senator Chris Dodd, is an adamant supporter of both PIPA as PIPA and SOPA legislation. 
Universal Music Group, or UMG, is the largest recording company in the U.S., and under its umbrella are the labels Interscope, Geffen, A&M, Dion Def Jam, Motown Music Group, and Mercury Records. Brown adds that more is coming, and anonymous-aligned activists are pursuing a joint effort with others to, to damage campaign-raising abilities of remaining Democrats who support SOPA. So, there you go. That's uh, someone who's taking direct action uh, against, uh, obviously, government that doesn't listen to the people. And the last, see, the, the last thing you can do, supposedly in democracy, is protest. Where do you go from there? Everyone knows where you go from there. But under the law, that's the last thing you can is protest. And how do you protest governments that, that are made up of corporations? And a lot of the politicians are straight in from CEOs' positions from corporations. How do you make them listen? Now, we'll find lots and lots of articles like this one. I've read a couple before. Uh, as, uh, and I mentioned the, the, the term uh, uh, androgynous a long time ago. That's part of the big world order thing, androgyny under the communist auspices. A guy is only a guy because, you see, he's given uh, little toys that, that are masculine toys to play with, and girls are given little pink dresses and all that stuff. This is, this is written like stone into the communist doctrine that we've all to live through. And like all animals, they call us animals, you see, we can be retrained to be anything that uh, your, your masters, your handlers want you to be. So they're using the usual groups to do it. And there'll be lots more of these articles coming up. couple finally reveals child's gender five years after birth. And it says it's a boy, and he's five. Beck Laxton, 46, and partner Kareen Cooper, 44. Uh, I don't know if that's two women or what. Uh, have spent half a decade concealing the gender of their son, Sasha. So uh, this is to get this, this is really a, a, an article here to get attention, you see, to get debate going and stirring. Most folks say, well, you know, I've watched Oprah, I guess everything's okay, you know. So anyway, says Laxon said in an interview with the Cambridge News, stereotypes seem fundamentally stupid. Why would you want to slot people into boxes? Well, well, well you see, nature did it, folks. You see, uh, and you can't argue with nature. It keeps reasserting itself. If you tamper with it, you've all held to pay. Back with more after this break. You're listening to the Republic Broadcasting Network. Because you can handle the truth. Hi folks, I'm back. This is Cutting Through the Matrix. And this article is for Canadians because the premier uh, conference on healthcare was held recently and some of the listeners who listened to this broadcast attended it and, and did a video of it. So it's up on YouTube. I'll put the link up tonight with all these links, in fact, of the stories I mentioned at the end of uh, the night. So uh, it was about Canada's healthcare Premier Conference, so have a look at that and you'll, you'll see the antics have gone there. Now, I've mentioned for years too uh, about, and I've given out documentation where all this stuff comes from, but it's a, it says, look up this article, the new age of inoculation is aerial vaccines and nano-delivery systems. 
and it talks about here, geoengineering initiatives, commonly referred to as chemtrails, are no longer considered discrete military operations and are finally admitted by governments. Aerial vaccines and nano-delivery systems are one of the many geoengineering projects. It's all, all listed down, actually. The use of aerial manned and unmanned vehicles for the aerial spraying under the state and federal mandates for vector control began under the Geneva Act for Chemical and Biological Weapons in 1949. That's how far back they, they talked about all these different things they could do by spraying different things in the air over the public. Over the years since its inception, many amendments to this act in the U.S. parallels, such as the Patriot Act of 2001, Space Preservation Act of 2001, and Weather Modification Research and Technology Act of 2005, have included the following implementations under terrorist and riot control for aerial spraying of the mass population in selective city locations. Now, I, mentioned, I mentioned before that uh, when, it was when Cheney was asked uh, about uh, after 9-11, uh, how they're going to keep the public quiet, not panic after the next attack. If there was another attack. He says, we, have, we already have um, aerosolized. One of them was Valium, actually, and, and the rest of the chemical added to the same compound would be long-acting Prozac, uh, and you could spray it over the cities. That's what he said. And this is basically contained in this, because one of the amendments is the fact that they, it would be for riot control, etc., so this goes into weather modification, vector control, insects, viruses, and other similar vectors, mass inoculations of the public. And it says aerial vaccines are also directed towards animals by the use of plastic packets dropped by planes or helicopters. Canada's had this for years, where they drop the rabies vaccine into, say, in the forest. You see them popping out the sky, actually. Just don't, don't open up these little things. They can melt on you, too. One woman got awfully sick recently, too, where one did bust on her arm coming down, and she ended up getting badly infected and uh, had to go for treatment. And luckily, she, luckily I think she survived. Anyway, so Sanofi, who is one of the largest vaccine manufacturers in the world, has subsidiary companies such as Merio Limited, who manufacture Raboral, an oral live virus, which is poisonous to humans, yet distributed to wildlife in the masses. Actually, I think I had a bit of that one day walking in the forest. And it makes you, it makes you kind of scared of water for a while. You don't want to drink any. But afterwards, your coat's nice and glossy. You have a nice glossy coat all over your body, uh, and you kind of lose that doggy smell from your breath as well. Since in the United States, more than 12 million doses of Raboral VRG vaccine are used each year. Since the first use of Raboral VRG in the late 1980s, more than 100 million doses have been distributed around the world. At the beginning of the year, KVUE News Report, and the link is here, indicated that the Texas Department of State Health Services would initiate an aerial vaccine drop of 1.8 million doses in January. This is this January alone. Raboral VRG is a poison because, according to the material safety data sheet, is ingestion, parenteral, parenteral inoculation, droplet or aerosol exposure to mucous membranes or on broken skin is considered a health hazard exposed to infectious fluids or tissues. Actually, it mentions one of them, a woman here who got it too. Uh, a woman in Pennsylvania, age 35, who's taken immunosuppressive medication for inflammatory bowel disease, contacted the Pennsylvania Department of Health after handling a ruptured bait, which had leaked liquid rabies vaccine into a patch of her braided skin in her arm. The, the patient subsequently developed vaccinia, uh, vi- the vaccinia virus is called, and was treated with human vaccinia immune globulin intravenously and an, an investigational and antiviral agent as well. So be very careful if you see these little things dropped around you or lying in the forest or in fields or wherever you are. 
Some of them get really close to tongues. You might get in your back, your back garden. So be very careful. And children too, of course, um, <laughs> are naturally inquisitive and they probably bust it open and maybe even taste it. Who knows? Now, the Occupy protest movement is now, guess what, moving into schools, step two. And it says, uh, uh, this is from the BBC, it says, the idea developed after members of the St. Paul's camp in England, London, were invited into a number of schools and universities. The camp's tent city university has won support from numerous high-profile speakers and academics who are all on board with this uh, global communist order. Uh, it's not bad getting rid of these, these particular banks, but who wants to be under this global system? You see, it's very clever. I mean, we know that eventually they put out their manifesto, at least the big boys did who were running them, like Soros. Former citizenship teacher Jamie Kelsey Fry says that the protest is due to be evicted within weeks. An outreach program is a natural next step. So um, they'll probably get funding, probably from the government itself, you know, to teach the, the children in the school to get ready for this new beautiful green world order. We're all equal and we'll redistribute the wealth as we're doing now. Uh, across the planet to big international corporations. An article tool proptonite chemical found in deodorants, face cream and food products is discovered in tumours of all breast cancer patients, it says. Parabens are chemical compound found in everyday toiletry products. The fact that parabens were present in so many of the breast tissue samples does justify further investigation, says the study. And the chemical widely used as a preservative in cosmetics, food products, pharmaceuticals have been found in samples, blah, blah, blah. A number of studies since 1998 have raised concerns about the potential role of these parabens in breast cancer as they possess estrogenic properties. Well, these are these estrogen mimickers, they call it. And it's in hair shampoo, it's in everything. Your little boy's using it. Uh, it's in your cosmetics, and that really it changes a little boy into something else. He's not quite sure what he is uh, if you happen to be using that stuff or ingesting it uh, at the age uh, uh, gestation of 8 to 12 weeks. Uh, with a pregnant, uh, you know, if you're pregnant with a boy. Estrogen is known to play a central role in development, growth, and progression of breast cancer. I've been saying this for years and years, and now it's in the mainstream. It's a mail online. I'll put that link up too. And I've kept, I've talked so much about, understand, people want to save this world, but they really want to save the system before it gets any worse. They're, they're quite happy because they're trained into accepting the system as it is right now, which is different from the system 10 years ago or 20 years ago or 30 years ago. Each, each group is trained into the system, and most folk really just don't want it to get any worse than it is. Just stop it right here, let me live my life, and then, then carry on and let the next generation take the rap. And that's how they really think. The society right now is so degraded. We're so into degradation. But you think it's all normal now, with all your porn and all the rest of it, which is really doing a number on people's brains, believe you me. And the big boys, at the top of the psychologists, the guys who work with prisoners and pedophiles, and that, they're going crazy themselves. I read an article not too long ago where a psychiatrist eventually had to go for help. He was working with these pedophiles, watching all the stuff that they give them to watch in prison, and it went for his brain cells. I mean, he just made them go weird. You can't have normal sex after watching all that stuff. And I could go on with this for ages, could understand it all, studied all this stuff. Anyways, this pedophile David Morrison is now jailed for raping at a 14-month-old girl. Four years you get. That's like two years inside. For raping a 14-month-old girl. We're coming, it's really getting ridiculous. But again, you see, this is supposed to happen. 
until they've come up they get a big outcry and they go in and they're going to, so they're going to legalize pedophilia. That's one of their big objectives here. It says a man who raped a 14-month-old girl and posted the images on the internet has been jailed four years. Uh, this guy was from Grangemouth in Scotland. Was also told that he would be monitored for the rest of his life. Judge Lord Bonamy, uh, where did they get these names? Lord Bonamy imposed a lifelong restriction order, which means Morrison will be detained until he no longer poses a threat to the public. Well, that's forever. He won't be detained for that. They'll have him out in the streets before you know it. Uh, and there's no treatment for them, by the way. Once it's imprinted in your brain, there's no treatment here. There isn't any treatment. The alarm was raised after Morrison admitted to a friend he fantasized about sex with children. He's caught by an international investigation led by Central Scotland Police, which built up evidence that Morrison had raped a child through online chat, online chat logs, photographs, and expert analysis of veins on his hands. So anyway, um, all this started, you understand, with the Kinsey Report. And I put up all the links that to expose the Kinsey Report is absolute rubbish, because Kinsey, like Freud, like Darwin before them, were all put there, out there, heavily backed and funded by Rockefeller, by the way, foundation to do exactly what they did to to really bend folks heads and say gee I don't do all these weird things I guess I'm missing out on something because it's a fabricated report I mean Kinsey who was a oh one of the weirdest characters himself he told all his staff to have sex with each other and then eventually he wanted the guys to all have sex with each other his staff then he hired pedophiles who worked for the government by the way you've got to see the things I'll put up tonight the links to go around and, and bugger little babies. Again, just like that one I read. Two years old and under. With a stopwatch. To see when they screamed. Etc, etc. And they make a Hollywood... You know, Hollywood is a more perverted organization on the planet, but that's its purpose. And they turn out this glowing movie, this, this, this fictional movie about the wonderful Kinsey and how he, he, he brought us out of the dark ages. Look around you at society, folks. It's a mess. And the government loves it because, see, none of you can bond anymore. You can't get along with anybody anymore. And now you're all on your own, individually, wandering around like little atoms. Can't find another little atom to stay with, you know. No, doesn't work anymore. And again, getting back to what the communist plan was too was to degrade society and they called it contamination. Well, it's now mainstream contamination. You've been watching it for years and it's imprinted in your brains. You're all damaged across the world. Prime Minister Harper of Canada says, Oh, Iran frightens me, he says. <gasps> no kidding, that's what he says. Iran frightens me. Yep. It's beyond dispute, Iran is developing nuclear powers and lying about it, says Prime Minister Stephen Harper on the CBC. A good crafted little talk with Mr. Mansbridge, who's our main propagandist. Everybody grew up with him. He's bald now, but he'd never lie to you. In fact, it says every night he's the most trusted man in Canada, says the CBC who employs him. So anyway, a contrived interview to again get the average Canadian into backing the wars. They're still going on, and according to Hass, they're going to go on for another 20 to 30 years. Understand, 
That's wars that create a massive backlash for generations from people who get lose their homes, lose their businesses, lose their relatives. They aren't going to be very happy, which means anti-terrorism is going to escalate and escalate and escalate until you'll have to be chipped and monitored yourself by the end of 30 years, which is, of course, what they want. To keep you safe, you understand. I'll also put up the complete transcript of the speech by President Bashar al-Assad tonight, uh, because all the media gave, gave these, again, they cut out most of the stories to make it look bad, but it's up to you to decide what you think of it yourself and the history of Syria, etc. It's up to yourselves, but at least I'll put up the full transcript in English, and you can look at that for yourselves and see what you think. And report says UK soldiers rape Afghan children. Uh, and UK soldiers said Wednesday that they were investigating allegations of inappropriate behavior. It's inappropriate, you see, by the soldiers. You understand, they're all perverted now. Everyone's perverted. This didn't happen years gone by. It didn't happen. It's a very rare occasion from a psychopath you get this, but now, now it's, you know, it's the video game crew, the porno crew that grew up, and this is what they're doing. The Sun reported, according to the paper, the soldiers filmed raping a boy and a girl separately and showed the video to other servicemen who reported them. We take any such allegations extremely seriously, said the British Minister of Defence, etc., etc., and they look into it, yada, yada, yada. And, and that's how they tell us things. This article here, says, this is from the U.S., uh, it's an official study, violent sex crimes by the U.S. Army soldiers rise. Well, gee, I'm surprised again. Eh? Uh, so uh, violent sex crimes committed by U- active U.S. Army soldiers have almost doubled over the past five years, due, due in part to the trauma of war, that's what it is. Well, they had wars before, they didn't have this kind of thing happen. The Red Army had it, and Soviets were notorious for it, but uh, uh, actually the Germans had the least instances of it. They were the most disciplined. But uh, today it's rampant, according to an army report released on Thursday. So right off the bat, you see, they give you the premise, you see, it's due in part to the trauma of war. Now, it's because they're going to places where they can do any damn thing that they want, and there's nobody to report it, because once you take over a country, there's no law except a gun. And the rulers are the guys with the guns. Reported violent sex crimes increased by 90% over the five-year period from 2006 to 2011. There were 2,811 violent felonies in 2011, nearly half of which were violent felony sex crimes. Most were committed in the United States. One violent sex crime was committed by a soldier every six hours and 40 minutes in 2011, the Army said, serving as the main driver for an overall increase in violent felony crimes. Higher rates of violent sex crimes are likely outcomes of, inter, of intentional misconduct, lax discipline, post-combat adrenaline, high levels of stress, and behavioral health issues, the report said. So they've already come to the conclusions rather than say there's something sick in society from which these soldiers were actually pulled. Since well, we've made tremendous strides over the past decade, there's still much work to be done, Army Vice Chief of Staff General Peter Chiarelli said in a statement. Many of the biggest challenges lie ahead after a soldiers return home and begin the process of reintegrating back into their units, families, and communities. Violent sex crimes committed by U.S. Army troops increased at a rate that consistently outpaced the national trend, a gap that is expected to continue to grow, the Army said. That's because once they're in the Army, of course, uh, they tend to be more brutalized as well and become brutal and uh, they get away with it as well. Plus, once you um, demonize an enemy, you don't see them as people anymore. They're just things. 
unfortunately, and they've been awfully successful uh, with uh, that with the Arabian countries. The top five violent felony offences committed by soldiers through those were aggravated assault, rape, aggravated uh, sexual assault, forcible sodomy, and child pornography. This is what's, this is what's in your army, folks. And they're just a cross-section taken from your, from your own communities, your own society. Bezmanov was right. You're utterly contaminated. It's happened, you see, it's done. And it's mainstream stuff, I understand. All this pornography that you're seeing. You don't understand even why they show you certain kinds of pornography. And, and so even, oh, I could go into it a bit or not in this program, but I could go into the whole history of it and the psychology of it and what it's meant to do. Back with more after this break. Hi folks, I'm Alan Watt, we're back cutting through the matrix. Now let that guitar wail a bit there because I'm in a kind of Friday wailing mood. Anyway, uh, there's Jane from Ontario on the line for a chat. It's Jane there. Yes. Go ahead, Jane. Yeah, Yeah, the anonymous hackers, like I'm really suspicious of them. Like, um, you know, if, if if they've hacked into the Department of Justice, the FBI... Etc. It's not like I'm sympathetic toward those, you know, what they're hacking into. But mm-hmm. um, they protested on behalf of Julian Assange, who is mm-hmm. um, kind of a suspicious character. I've heard. I don't. I've never seen proof of it, but I've heard that George Soros is, has been behind Julian Assange, um, and they protested on behalf of the Occupy movement. Mm-hmm. And um, they've protested uh, that people, basically people should be able to download um, movies and entertainment free, which, you know, I don't have a, a big opinion on that, but I'm just saying um, mm-hmm. I don't. Well, well the thing is, it's what, uh, it's what government wants. Uh, that, that's the question. What, what does government want? Well, it's like everything else. If they want martial law for the next 30 years, they've got to make something happen, which they've done. And, of course, if they want uh, total control over the Internet, which they're after, they, they, have, they need an attack. So we don't know. We don't know uh, if, uh, if this is true or what. We don't know who, if, if, if his government doing it itself. If someone is protecting, though, if someone's concerned about Julian Assange, the Occupy movement and... The ability of people to get music and uh, movies for free, yep. those are not the things I care about. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't want um, the Internet to be taken away. and I don't want to not be able to hear things like your broadcast. And yeah. uh, But I don't really care whether people can download free movies or whether they... I don't care about Julian Assange because I think he's a phony. The Occupy movement, some of the people are genuine, but the whole movement has been co-opted. So... The thing well, well, they did come out. They did come out and admit who, who was at the top of it. At least they, they took responsibility. And basically it was the Communist Party. Basically that's who they are. 
And the Communist Party is run by multi-millionaires like Soros. You know. And this is who Anonymous is, you know, they're protesting on behalf of these things. So yeah. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. um, you know. Yeah, well, who benefits at the end, as I say, who benefits will be government will say, see, there are bad hackers out there. We've got, we've got to really restrict you even more and be more. I noticed that some people's uh, sites have been crashing, by the way, they're, they're recently, uh, the last few, two or three days. And um, uh, their, their computer's crashing too. And up comes, uh, 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 the first thing that comes up is a special, is a special ID uh, thing comes up about you, a special ID number. And then the, the, then the computer will resume. So they put something in our computers, the government has already, uh, or certain ones of us anyway, uh, to, to, to make sure that they know every damn thing you're doing online, you're, you're definitely being watched. So that's happening across the world right now, because everything is global. No, nothing happens just in one country anymore. It's, it's all global agenda. Uh, so, but you're right, I, I am always suspicious of, of those who are, are put up as heroes. Um, and Assange as well um, has got a strange history, even the way he was bred in, in the community of the Great White Brotherhoods by his mom <laughs> in Australia. But uh, uh, so yeah, they're all part of the of a globalist movement. We'll never know about this other group. The government will use it. They'll use this attack, whether it was real or not. They'll use this to change our lives again. Thanks for calling, Jane. From Hamish and myself, Ontario, Canada. It's good night. I mean, God, your God's go with you.